You all know that I love everything natural and holistic. That's why I was so excited to partner with Avi Supplements. I've been using Avi Supplements to keep me healthy and strong because a healthy body leads to a healthy mind, resulting in a healthier sex life. Sexual health, mental health, and physical health are all intertwined. They're so important. So using Avi Detox reduces my bloat, leaving me feeling more confident and prepared for sexy time. Avi Apple Cider Vinegar Gummies taste delicious and are fun to take every single day. I look forward to taking these. Lastly, Avi Mermaid Multi provides the daily essential nutrients I need every day as a woman. So make the obvious choice today and use discount code Lauren Coletti to get 15% off. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-C-O-L-L-E-T-T-I to get 15% off your purchase at myavi.com. So what's going on? I don't, How are you? I don't know where to start. Um, well, I'm good because I got accepted into a PhD program. Congratulations. Thank you. Where? Thanks. So it's like a research one online. It's not clinical, obviously, because it's online. Um, but you could do a clinical component. It's like three years for the PhD. And then if you want to go for licensure, you have to go to Arizona and do your residency for two years there. Is that longer than if you were just doing a straight clinical? It's five years either way. It's five years either way. So you're, so the first three are research online. Yeah, which I figured that's good because then after three years, if I just want to like take a break and like stop for a while and just do teaching, because like what I really want to be is a professor anyway, then I could do that and I could always go back. You have your master's? Mm-hmm. You know, you could be a, uh, an adjunct teacher now. No, I've tried. I've applied to um, a lot of places and they all want like teaching experience and I don't have in school experience like I obviously have experience as a yoga teacher but I guess it's it different it's not like curriculum okay. so yeah I, I would love to teach though like I would love to be an adjunct professor but it's hard to find a job especially when you don't have much experience unfortunately okay. but I'm excited I start in January and so what exact so this is for psychology okay yeah um, and did you have to pick like a, a research track? Like, what is it that you're researching? What is so not yet? That's the last year. So, the first two years are just like straight courses, like um, evaluating and assessments and things like that, like psychological assessments. I've looked at the um, like the course catalog, and it's a lot of like they don't sound like fun courses, it's like research methods, which I've taken like three times, statistics which is the death of me. I've taken it like seven times to pass it. So that should be fun. But um, the third year you pick what you want to research that year and you do your dissertation on whatever you want to research. Okay. So I'm not looking forward to the dissertation because I hate, like my thesis for undergrad and my master's program was hell. Like I love writing, but not when it comes to research. All the terminology you have to use is just a nightmare. But so, are you looking forward to this? Because you're not looking forward not to the first classes. That. You're not looking forward to the dissertation. I'm excited. 
I, I love school. Like, okay. I, I really love learning. So I'm excited. I'm just, I guess, nervous. Because I don't really feel like I'm a smart person. So I don't know. I don't like the class. Some of the classes, like the heavy research ones. But the the other ones should be, like, interesting. Like, there's a, a class on straight on like domestic violence which I think I'll really enjoy that class to learn more and like just the um learn more about like the evaluating should be interesting and like diagnostic criteria because in my master's program like that's more like social work and mental health counseling you learn that I didn't learn any of that in my psych master's so I'm excited to learn that okay good yeah good so you start in January Mm -hmm. wow that's great congratulations thank you yeah, so that's good news. Now, how how did Nick take that? Because I remember there was a... Yeah, he... Um, I was nervous to tell him. I really wasn't even going to tell him because of how he'd respond. But he was just like, congratulations. And then he was like, how are you going to pay for that? And then he's like, you better start paying off your student loans now. And it just, like... Even no one was happy for me when I told them, like, I just told Nick, my mom, and my other therapist, because I started doing EMDR again, because my new insurance covers it, so I'm doing that every Tuesday night now, and she was really happy for me, but, like, as far as Nick and my mom, it just kind of felt like I was telling them, like, gas was three thirty three today, like, I got a really good deal, like, it just, um, I don't know, I don't really like how he tries to manage my finances because I feel like that's not really his business and I already am like struggling financially enough especially because I wasn't working for a little while so I just started like making money again and I'm really trying to save up and I just feel like I've been so stingy with money like more than I've ever been in my entire life because I won't buy myself anything like I haven't bought myself anything for like six months because I'm so nervous about like the student loans, which I have, I set up like a payment plan that's gonna start in January, but it just feels like a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. He wasn't mad though, like he wasn't like, I'm gonna dump you, because now you're doing. Yeah, which, he just wasn't. Like reflecting back on it, Michael, like I don't know when he told me that, like I wasn't allowed to go to school, I don't know why I didn't dump him. Like, I was so worried about him dumping me. Like, now when I reflect back on that, it really pisses me off. Because everyone that I've told was like, what kind of bullshit is that? Like, I don't care if you make, like, minimum wage. Someone should be supportive of you wanting to get, like, develop and achieve your goals. Mm -hmm. So it just, like, really pisses me off. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is, is that... It sounds like, though, for whatever reason or however, like, that has softened in terms of, like, he's no longer, like, that's no longer, like, a red line for him. Yeah. He has other red lines now, but, like, no, he, um, when I told him that, he's like, it's your life, so you could do what you want with it. So I was like, thanks for the permission, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but... Yeah, especially as someone that, like, doesn't have any college experience. Like, he hates college. He doesn't believe in school, so I think that's why he was very unsupportive because he just thinks everyone that goes to college is dumb for getting student loans and giving, like, their money to the government or whatever. 
whatever. Yes. <laughs> so, but he doesn't understand. Not everyone has a million-dollar family business that they could just work for. So some of us have to go to college to get a job. So. Yeah, well, and, it's, and especially depending on the type of job you want. So if yeah, you want sure. to be a... Even if you want to be more than a adjunct professor, if you want to be like a tenured yeah. professor, you need a PhD. Yeah. Um, which I think is ridiculous, but yeah. be that as it may, that's the system that exists. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like so, there is certain you know professions. If you feel that that's where you're called, then yeah. you know. Of course, yeah. If you wanted to be a like a construction worker, you obviously don't yeah. have to go to college. But if you want to be a doctor or you know like you need you need college so it's just depends on everyone's goal I guess yeah so yeah that was good news um that I'm happy about yeah that's great so, congratulations thank you thank you but um as far as like everything else Michael I'm like really conflicted as you could probably tell like I I know that the relationship needs to end and for a while like for the whole year that we've been dating, like, I've thought maybe this is just the universe sending me a gift so that I can grow and work on my commitment issues and fear of abandonment. I've realized it's, like, it is, but it's, like, starting to really harm my mental health, and I don't think it's worth staying in the relationship, honestly, because I really saw him as someone that was, like, very long-term that I could potentially, like, marry and have a family with, which I've never thought of that with anyone before, but I just, I don't see that at all anymore. Like, I don't feel safe with him, and I think that's a really big red flag that I don't feel like I could be myself and he would love me. Like, I feel like I have to be someone else to get his acceptance. So mm. it's really starting to make me feel very bad about myself. Okay. So, um, so it sounds like for you you've already like said that like the relationship needs to end it really needs to end i probably won't end it anytime soon but it really <laughs> needs to end why not because I, I have way too much fear like i'm so um comfortable in the situation and that this happens every relationship i'm in this is the pattern <laughs> that like i'm so comfortable in it that i stay in it and just push off like the heartbreak the grief like the disappointment because I'd rather stay in this state than like the unknown yeah it's a lot easier for me to just stay in it than to have the courage to do the right thing and mm. it sucks and I don't like that about myself but I'm just way too scared I guess okay so you're for you you will choose the comfort over discomfort than the fear of the unknown and I think the other pattern that emerges in this situation is um, I will sabotage it until he breaks up with me so I don't know if that's arising or not yet completely completely yeah I um I've never acted like this in a relationship before and it's making me feel very crazy. Like, I've never felt so pathetic and, like, desperate, I guess is the right word. And I feel like because I've, um, I'm, I have one foot out the door and I'm, like, I already know that there's 
no point in trying to emotionally invest in something that I eventually need to end it's like I'm not in line with my integrity and like I've been doing things out of dignity and now how much if you just are being very insightful and and honest how much of is you're checked out of the relationship emotionally you are this is no longer a long-term thing how much of it is tied to this and it's almost like an avoidance oh it's for sure an avoidance but what do you mean by a vo- um, like time? Like, let's say this didn't happen, mm-hmm. and you didn't have this weighing on you, and you mm-hmm. weren't thinking about how much it would hurt him. Do you think that you would be more connected to Nick, more invested in the relationship, or mm-hmm. are you check checking out of the relationship because you have this like thing hanging over you that you feel guilty about, and therefore for you it's like well, I need to just end this. I don't want to deal with this. And like, so I know it's kind of a hypothetical, but I'm just wondering for you how much like you're checking out of the relationship and um, because you have this thing that you don't want to deal with or that you know would hurt him. And so your way of like dealing with it is, well, this is ruined. I better bolt. Yeah, it's both. It does feel ruined. Like, it's definitely both. I think this is kind of like the metaphorical cherry on top of the Sunday because before this, things were coming up that had really upset me. Like, I'm not allowed to hang out with my guy friends. Um, I had to completely cut off a relationship with one of my best guy friends that I've known since I was 19 because Nick wasn't comfortable with it so that's just his boundary that I can't have freaking friends that have been my friend for almost 10 years so that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth and he'll say it's not that I don't trust you it's I don't trust other people which is what people say when they clearly don't trust you (laughs) but um then the whole thing happened with the makeup thing which made me feel really bad about myself that I don't wear makeup enough for him which really hurts me because I don't wear makeup that much to begin with. So why are you trying to change me to make yourself comfortable? Like, if a girl doesn't want to wear makeup, she shouldn't have to wear makeup just to make you happy. If it doesn't make me happy, why do I have to do that? So that, like, he never tells me I'm pretty when I don't wear makeup. So I feel like for him to think I'm hot, I have to be something I'm not. So that put a really, another bad taste in my mouth. And then the whole thing happened with the, I wear sweatpants too much. I need to buy a new wardrobe. Um, I don't like drinking, so I'm a grandma. Like, he just has a lot of issues with who I am. And he'll tell me that's not really who you are. You're just not putting in any effort, which might partially be true. But, like, why does my appearance offend you so much? Like, why are you taking what I wear personally? So it's like those things kind of led to me being where I am at today. Like, okay. all those things consecutively have Having impacted. nothing to do with the pictures. Yeah. So it's just one big clusterfuck of, like, toxicity. <laughs> well, and so it's... But then it, then it comes back to you then not feeling... Like, having those feelings and then and then also saying, but I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm going to just stay in the relationship. What do you mean? Like, 
I feel he's trying to control me, he's all these things, but you then land at, but I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think, the self-destructed piece. I don't know. Well, and it's, it also ties into the same reason, um, like you, what you said before, you don't like saying no to people. You don't like, you know, there, there's an avoidance component to all of that completely yes i'm a very avoidant person (laughs) so yeah i just like i really love nick like so much like he's my best friend like i give my kidney to him like i care about him so much but i think i just i love him i'm not in love with him and that's the difference and that was like me with john like I love John. Like, if John, my ex, needed me at 3 o'clock in the morning, I would be there. Like, I, when I love people, I, I love them to the grave. But it's just, like, I don't love him like a girlfriend. I, I think it's more, it's an attachment over a connection at this point. Like, it's just, it's just an attachment. It's not a healthy, like, intimate relationship. And that's the difference. And that's what sucks. Because I'm like, how did I end up here again? <laughs> Okay, that's a good question, though. How did you end up here again? Well, I really think it would have been best for us to not get back together after the first time we broke up. Like, if we could have just broken up and, like, stayed friends, that would probably have been the best outcome. Um, So that's kind of how I ended up here. And I don't... Other than that, I I really don't know, because this is interesting, because... In my past relationships, like, the red flags would be after a month. Like, at the very beginning, I knew something was wrong, but I ignored it anyway. With Nick, there was really no issues until July, until that whole thing happened with school. So it's just, like, I thought... Well, the Where he said that, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very confusing because I was just, like... Not that there needs to be a good guy and a bad guy, but this whole relationship, I felt like the very bad guy. Like, I... And it's weighing on, like, my self-esteem because I feel like I'm not capable of being a good girlfriend. And it's kind of just affirmed that fear. Mm. What does being a good girlfriend mean? Someone that doesn't do shit like that. That I do. It's just, it's really confusing. Well, I think... Somebody that doesn't do shit like that. What is, the, like, a, aside from the the physical, like, pictures piece, what is the do, like, what is the that? Um, does things that they wouldn't want their partner to know about, like, has to lie or avoid things that are uncomfortable in fear of disappointing the other person? Yeah, that does things that are not in alignment with the relationship. There's nothing wrong with those pictures if you enter into a relationship. There are a lot of lingerie models or models or like that, like, this is what I do. And their partner is fully aware of it. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they're, they they might very well be in happy relations. Like, <laughs> because there is a sense of like, this is Understand. what I do. And, and like, um, you're okay with it. Because, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I... Whether it's for, you know, expression or 
it's their profession, right? Like, but there's a there's an agreed upon sense of like this is yeah. okay in this relationship. And I think one of the things that you struggle with is one the avoidance piece then doesn't have these conversations necessarily, um, and you then find yourself where you're acting like not in accordance with the relationship um, because you're either don't want to say no to somebody or you're like f you i want to do what i want to do and that there's a balance between feeling empowered and confident in who you are and like being an individual and also recognizing that i'm in a relationship and there has to be this sense of like um communication and uh respect like and so i think that's where you find yourself in that like tug because you often will not want to kind of like well i don't want i want to be able to do what i want to do mm-hmm. and that is tough to be in a relationship and have that and come back to that as your guiding principle. Yeah, I think that the problem is that when I have tried to have the conversations, I get very shamed for even asking. Like with the whole nude photo thing, like he says any person in their right mind wouldn't even bring that up because you should know that that would be a deal breaker for me. Yet I've been in relationships where that was fine. So like, how the fuck am I supposed to know? Another thing with the lingerie thing in the summer, when I did the picture and I posted one of the photos on my Instagram, I should have known that I shouldn't have done that. Like, why would I even do that? Like, anyone with common sense would know not to do that. Then it happened again with the, the with my tits out. You should, know, like, anytime I bring something up to see if he's okay with it, it's automatically, why don't you know this? Like, any other girl would know that's in a relationship that that's not okay like and then he he almost broke up with me one time because he says I feel like you don't have common sense to know not to do things that people know not to do and I don't want to have to explain everything to you so it's kind of like me being put down when I do try to initiate those conversations around what is okay and what is not okay because a lot of things aren't okay with him like me texting my guy friend isn't okay with him so it's like I don't I feel like there's a power over me that's making me want to kind of rebel and do things to kind of be like, well, fuck you. You don't have power over me. Yeah. no. So it's not healthy. No, that part is not healthy for sure. And I could understand it. You know, if you, you try to put somebody into a, into a box, a smaller and smaller box, especially somebody with your spirit is going to, you know, act out because like, so I think that's just, an insight for you is that for you there needs to be both a container but also freedom to move within that container um and i think that is you know that's something for you to just understand about yourself is i need both a container to be able to um hold the relationship and to to respect it and to honor it but i also need enough space where I can be you know creative and expressive and to be myself and to not have it have to be um rebellious but 
actually supported and encouraged. Yeah, for sure. That's the part where I don't feel safe to freely be myself in this relationship. Like, I feel a muted, uh, like, diluted version of myself in a cage is how I could best explain it. And I feel like he wants someone that's not me. Like, it's very obvious he wants someone that's not me. And I realize that as much as he thinks, like, he's in love with me, he's just infatuated with the version of me who he wants me to be. Like, that's very apparent to me. Um, but I don't know. I I really wanted to work on it. Like, I thought that if we worked hard enough, these things would come to a head. But anytime we'd be in couples therapy, despite the session last time, because I found that to be the most helpful session we've had in a really long time, like, we're just talking at each other. Like, he's very close-minded about his things. Like, he, when he thinks something is right there's no room for discussion about it. Like, he's very rigid with his stuff. Um, If he doesn't agree with it, then it's completely wrong. Which, for me, like, I'm very... I'm intrigued by different... Like, when people have different morals or values than me, like, I find it interesting. Like, I'd like to try to understand their point of view. But on his end, there's just a lot of judgment. And I thought that if we were both in therapy, because he was going to therapy, that it would come to an agreement but he stopped going to therapy like he doesn't think he needs therapy and it's just I don't know I don't know what to do at this point like I do know but like (laughs) I don't know how to like be braver because I think that's the issue like I know the right thing to do not just for me but for him too would be to end the relationship because it's not like there's just suffering on one end it's it's pretty yeah I would just though and this is this might I would keep it focused on you. Um, yeah. I think it's dangerous when we're in a relationship and we're like, I'm going to do this because it's for the best for this person because there mm-hmm. is like, we're, it's not our job to decide what's best for that person. So yeah. I want you to just focus it on yourself. What is best for you? And remembering that that's enough. Like, it might not be best for him, but if it's best for you, then we trust that ultimately in the long run it is you know, if, if yeah. everybody's making decisions it from their healthiest, like, this is this is what is going to be most in alignment with what I need, um, there is a, that's not a selfish space. So if, if everybody's doing that, um, we're, we're uh, intrinsically taking into account other people because it's sure. not coming from a selfish place. So I want you to just be thinking of, like, what is it that I need to do? What is it that is best for me? Um, And what is most in alignment with what I need? That's what the other therapist said. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's true. I just, I do feel very selfish. And it's, again, making me feel even worse about, it's like this shame spiral where, like, you do something and then you feel shame and then you feel so much shame that you just keep going in a circle and... I don't know. It's just hard. It's so hard. Because how am I supposed to break up with someone if I still love them? It's like torture. That is much... It's much harder to end a relationship saying, I love you and we can't be together. As opposed to, I can't stand you and I like, yeah, don't want to be with you. Yeah, but it's easier. Yeah. Because you can't stand the person. Yeah. I love him so much. Like, we... He's my best friend. Like, he knows so much about me. It's just... It would be hard to, like, end it with that in mind. Because I... 
again, the selfish thing, like, I'd be so lonely. I wouldn't, wouldn't know what to do with my time or my days, and it'd just be very, like, isolating. <sighs> so we'll see what, I don't know. I keep telling myself, I keep giving myself a deadline, but it's just not working. <laughs> it's hard. It is, and part of it is being gentle with yourself, right? Like, it is, it's hard to end a relationship. It's hard to hurt some, like, hurt someone. It's, um, it's hard to sever that connection. So I want you to be gentle with yourself. Um, but it's, it's also hard to be in a in a healthy relationship if you are already emotionally disconnecting and you already have one foot out and then you're just carrying around shame and guilt and like anything but being present and appreciative of you know the the person in the relationship exactly our relationship isn't it's like fully ego-based at this point like very ego-driven and i don't I don't want that for us. Like, anything I do, he gets very defensive about. Like, he can't... He doesn't realize me being an autonomous individual. Like, he doesn't see me as separate from him, which I think is the issue. And me, like, needing the validation and just... It's not... It's very dysfunctional at this point. Even though we're, like, best friends, we're very close. But I I don't think we balance each other out in a healthy way romantically. Yeah. I think we just kind of bring out the worst in each other or just, like, validate our fears, which I think speaks to, like, the mirroring piece, which I talked about last time, so, yeah. So, so one, one question is, what do you think, well, I guess it's two questions, but, like, one, what are you learning about yourself and what do you need to go forward from here? So let's start with the second part. Like, what is it that you need going forward for yourself like mentally or tangibly both I think I think I need him to bring up with me (laughs) which I know I don't need that but I'm just saying like I don't think I would do it anytime soon which is just gonna prolong because I keep pushing away the inevitable which is just making it grow um but I think I need sort of like reassurance or peace like internal calmness and clarity and just courage I think is really big what I need is just resilience and strength to get through that when that time comes and just the um the time comes meaning when he breaks up with you uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah well I obviously need it now too (laughs) but um yeah that's what I need I think but that's that's about a, a not a hypothetical well, like somewhat a hypothetical projection. So I'm talking about now, in this moment. What is it that you need? That's a very difficult question for me to answer. Um, I think I need to know that, like, it doesn't end with him. Because that's also another thing that, like, if and when we break up, like, that's it for me. Like, that's it. He's, that's the best, that was the one that, like, got away. That's the best I could do. And it's never gonna, like, nothing better is in store for me. Like, I firmly Mm -hmm. believe that. And I think that's not helping the situation. Um, 
you firmly believe that now. Yeah. Because he's the best guy I've dated up until this point. Like, you know, for the most part. Mm. Um, And so, for you, there is this sense of if this doesn't work out, then nothing will. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's that's an important mental shift and spiritual shift for you to lean into of um and again it's it's tough because normally if it was like you know there's there's both a sense of like if you're in the relationship then you should be working on it but if we're if we are taking the perspective of just like what you need now and and you're um you're struggling with that there is a sense of looking how do I reframe so that I remember that this life is a continuum that it doesn't like that one one moment in time one experience doesn't define and like put a block on what will happen going forward it just creates another pathway and opportunity so that whenever we think of things in an absolute then it one, it adds a tremendous amount of pressure and it also detaches us from the actual nature of reality, which is continuing and expanding and going forward, not just a single point in time. So if you are holding that belief of like, well, um, if this doesn't work out, well, then I'm just destined to be alone for the rest of my life and, you know, become a crazy cat lady um (laughs) like that's my future yeah um that's something i think that you really need to shift and and work on like how do i trust that somehow Mm -hmm. this too is part of my larger collective experience that will continue to unfold Mm -hmm. Um, that it's not you know the end it is a point along your journey um the other piece of reframing it is like, you know, you, you're looking at it, well, this, he was as good as, he was the best one. So then you're like having that be like the end instead of seeing, wow, I'm getting healthier. Yeah. I'm making yeah. healthier choices. I'm engaging yeah. in healthier relationships. Um, the reality is most relationships end. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Like most sure. relationships don't work out. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that they are wrong or a waste of time. It means that, that that's just the nature of relationships is that we're with someone for a period of time and we grow with them and we grow. Um, but ultimately at some point we feel like, all right, I need to go one direction and this person needs to go another. We, I think as a society have like Mm -hmm. made that seem like it's a failure. Mm Mm-hmm. When in reality, it is just part of the process. Mm-hmm. So okay. now, I there's all. I'm not saying that in the sense that you need to never settle down, but like <laughs> <laughs> you can also not put this pressure that every relationship that doesn't work out is somehow an indication that you have failed. And therefore, yeah. like, all right, th- well, Nick was the best. So how old are you? Twenty something. 27. 27. At like 27, I've reached my peak. I'm never going to meet another person, and that's it. Rest of my life, I'm alone. Like, that's a distorted perspective of reality that's going to 
make it hard for you to act with wisdom and clarity in the present moment. Yeah, 100%. I always said that. Like, most relationships aren't destined to work out for the long run, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily failures. So I think I, you said words that, like, I need is trust, that there's something else on the other side, and just, like, letting go. And um, also I try to keep reminding myself, like, I was a person before I met Nick. Like, I lived 26 years without knowing he existed. But it's it's kind of, like, hard to make that mental shift because... I think I need to, like, find out who I am again without him. That's also a big pressure that I'm putting all this weight on. Like, I don't know who I am without him. And that's scary, so. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like you are very attached and locked into, like, Mm -hmm. this version of yourself. And, like, so that it's almost like without Nick, you cease to exist and everything stops. Yep. I won't keep growing, I won't meet new people, I won't be in relationships, I don't know who I am. Like, everything about you is dependent on you being with Nick. Mm-hmm. And that that in itself, it, it's impossible to have a healthy relationship yeah. if, if you have... Enmeshment. <laughs> yeah, that level of enmeshment. Yeah, I know. Now, I will, and again, I'm, however it unfolds, this has been, as for as long as I've known you, by far your healthiest relationship, right? <laughs> Do you agree with that? or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, everything is just, we want to see everything through the lens of, like, what have I learned? How have I grown? Yeah. How is, you know, how is God teaching me through this? Yeah. Um, and, and not through the lens of success-failure this black or white it's all right how am i growing how am i evolving how what what am i doing differently what do i need to keep working on you know yeah i agree thank you i have truly been loving the wonder day mushroom gummies by plant people This is a mushroom multi-gummy for whole body balance and support that I've been taking every single day. It's packed with 10 adaptogenic research-backed mushrooms that attune to support my body in the areas that I need. It is delicious, fruity, and the wild raspberry flavor makes me look forward to taking it in the morning. By using the Wonder Day Mushroom Gummies, I encourage healthy digestion, modulate my immune system, boost energy and cognitive performance, and support a healthy stress response, which is so important as we are approaching the colder months. Plant People makes regenerative, organic supplements using plants, herbs, and mushrooms that unlock the potential in people and our planet. They also plant a tree for every single product sold and are climate neutral, certified, and B Corp certified. Plant People will be running their site-wide sale between November 19th until December 5th, so folks can get 30% off their biggest sale of the year, no code needed, at plantpeople.co. That's 30% off, no code needed, at plantpeople.co.